Oh, it was like the the future of whatever of stuff. Listen, you came up with this idea. Dude, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning, okay? You hey, give me way too much credit. Welcome to Couch on Fire Podcast, the afterburn. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love code opening on uh, Griffin. It's fun. Mm, yeah, get them started and getting all the right uh, expectations up. No <laughs> fucking clue what we're doing. Uh, anyway, so in case people don't know, this is uh, Couch on Fire Podcast, but this is called the afterburn. It's where... Um, Right now, it's Griffin and I doing a um, couple miniseries. We just got finished. We just wrapped up our miniseries on Star Wars. You should check it out. It's on all the platforms out there in the world. And then, uh, besides YouTube, I didn't. I didn't put these up on YouTube. I just did the audio. I didn't. Oh, do why the, not? I didn't do the video. I don't know. Maybe I will put it. I think I might wait until I get a because they're and just. I don't know. Maybe I will do that. That would be something I do this week. Um, yeah, definitely. And then, um, yeah. So. We tackled Star Wars, which was fun. You should go check it out. Um, and I think now we're going to be doing something. You know, one of the one of the passions that Griffin and I both have are movies. It's film, mm-hmm. film, any type of film. It's just we we love it. We talked about it all the time at work. That was one of the things that connected us, besides our looks, because we're both good looking men. And you know, yeah, we're both gorgeous. The sex appeal of the department, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we worked together, it was just natural that you know the two good-looking men in the whole store would gravitate together. You oh know? yeah, we we kind of formed the backbone. Yeah, where all yeah. the lines would start and everything. It'd be like a uh, earth, wind, fire, you know, and then and out of, out of, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you know, this gorgeous man appeared. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, we talked about film, you know, TV shows, things like that. So why not start with the basics, which is the distribution the basically yeah, just like how it's made how it's shown yeah everything else so this epi- um, so this episode we're going to talk about the beginnings like, from the past from bringing up past. childhood traumas mm-hmm. long thought buried my fucking vhs tapes <laughs> that, that's what i remember that's the old that's the oldest thing i remember when i was a kid it's like little vhs tapes you're a little bit older than me was there anything like no it was VH- older than that um I was born in the 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 middle of the eighties, and mm-hmm. you don't really. I mean, see the, the thing is, you can say when you were born, but it usually takes about three to five years before you actually. So technically, I grew up in the nineties, but I was born in eighty six. Right. But at that time, um, the only thing that was really going on was just VHS. That was it. VHS. I do remember. Um, with VHS at that time, I remember like. You had to watch the previews that were on the VHS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, they wouldn't let you fast forward. <laughs> I remember. So supposedly, if you go further back before both of our times, um, you know, obviously when VHS first came out, I heard like VHS players were like two grand, like they were expensive. Oh yeah, I, I um I got in at like the tail end of the VHS thing because my family, you know, we, we were never rich or anything. So we actually were behind the times. Mm-hmm. We picked up a lot of VHS tapes because they were like dirt cheap, you know, when we were watching a whole lot of movies. But when DVD first came out, holy shit, dude. DVD players were crazy expensive. Like about what they would charge for like a flat screen TV these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know so with the VHS, they... um. I mean, VHS were cool. So I, I got to experience something. I started working for a company 
um, at the tail end of the VHS in the at the time it was VHS versus DVD versus HD DVD or no was it yeah oh no Blu-ray HD and then mm -hmm. DVD so I was at the, I was at that time where it was DVD and um, VHS I worked at Blockbuster so I got to experience the be kind and rewind phase still you know, like uh, the death knell of VHS huh <laughs> well the be kind and rewind thing was um, you know obviously. The thing about DVD, uh, the thing about VHS players that I remember growing up, after it was over, you could stop it. You would have to walk up, or if you if you were fancy and you had a remote, you would have to stop it and then hit rewind and then literally wait. Now there was some things out there where you can just take the VHS out, eject it, and then put it in a rewinder, and that's what Blockbuster had. They just had per they had like seven or eight. They had a little station where they would sit these all these little like little square boxes where when people delivered. VHSs and they weren't rewound. We just pop it in there and it rewind. So we'll have like all you hear is all day. All you hear is ding, ding, <laughs> yeah. That I, that I remember when we finally got some money around and we finally got a DVD player. It blew our fucking minds. What do you mean you don't have to rewind it? You just pop <laughs> it out and put it back in. What was uh? You don't have to. What's up? I was gonna say, what was your first DVD? What was the first one that you remember? Like the first them. one that I remember was actually The Sandlot. I don't know if you remember that old baseball movie. <laughs> that old. I mean, you say that's old, but I came out in the 90s. Okay, go on. Okay, yeah. look. <laughs> it's old to me, okay? But that was the first DVD. We watched that thing like six fucking times the first time we bought it. Yeah. First time we picked it up. We watched it over and over and over again. And even to this day, you know, I can look up the scenes on YouTube and stuff, and it just... It blows me away. It puts a big old grin on my face. Brings me back to when I was a kid when they're in the treehouse talking about the beast and how yeah. to make s'mores and everything. It was a good. It was a good kids movie. It was kind of like, you know, my well in your kind of generation of uh, was it um, Stand by Me, which came out way before that. I think in the eighties, a movie called. I think it was. I'm, I'm going to butcher sometimes, but there was a movie made um, called Stand by Me. It was written by um, Stephen King. And oh yeah, it was the same kind of concept. Um, well, in a way, but it was more murder base. But it was just cool have kids around and things like that. So that's that's cool. You know, with the with the DVD, when when you first got the DVD, weren't you scared to like touch it? Yes, I was. If because like a VHS tape, it was heavy, like it yeah. was solid. And when I picked up this small, fragile feeling disc, you know, my mother used to say, "I swear to God, if you break that thing, I'm gonna beat your ass." <laughs> Because it was like, you know, $15, you know, for a DVD, <laughs> which back then was a hell of a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, now $15 is, it's pretty much $25. Yeah, you picked it up on the so. side of the road, yeah. Um, um, well, you know, um, so CDs have been around. So music's been on CDs. But one of the things that we learned about CDs that made DVDs scary, at least for me and my friends, was if you smudge the bot or if you scratch or smudge the bottom of a CD, it's pretty mm -hmm. much donezo. So when and CDs were like seven, eight, ten dollars for music CDs, and then right. um, when DVDs came out, they were fifteen. Some of them even had like nineteen dollar um, price tags, and it was scary. Um, I remember the last VHS I bought. What was that? So it was nineteen ninety six. <laughs> I remember this so. Oh, well. we're going into that kind of detail, huh? Yeah. Well, the, well, because there's a story behind it. Um, so nineteen ninety five, there's this movie that came out. It was called Titanic, and me and my grand my grandmother. That was the last time I went to the movies with my grandmother. My grandparents raised me, 
And then mm-hmm. I went there. It was just me and my grandmother. I was like, I'll go with you. And it was a very long movie. I remember I, it was an intermission. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, there was a – I remember it so vaguely because there was a sex scene. And at that time, I think I was like 10 years old. So I was going through that, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of have a – That particular phase. Yeah, I got, I got a boner. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those things. Um, so I remember the, that sex scene and then just kind of glancing over at my grandmother thinking – I wonder if she's thinking about, you know – Am I thinking about sex? Uh-huh. You know, kind of just weird thing. I don't know. It was very awkward. It was very bad. But anyway, about a year later, it came out on VHS. And it was a dual VHS. So we walked down to our Kmart, which was in our neighborhood. And I remember my grandmother and I, she wanted to go up there. And they had they had full screen or widescreen. <laughs> and, and then, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. And we got the widescreen because we had one of those like big projector uh, Mitsubishi TVs. And we bought it, and that was the last DV- That was the last VHS I remember purchasing, and I didn't even really purchase it. It was my grandmother, but that was the last one I remember actually physically buying. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it's crazy to this day. I think I still have that VHS. I don't know what it is about holding on to nostalgia, like. Well, it's holding on to the memories, you know. Yeah, it's 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 just wild, and I remember. I remember. See, I don't remember my first DVD. But when we talk about Blu-ray, I remember my first Blu-ray. Well, I don't remember my first DVD either, but I do remember my last VHS. Back when I was a little kid, I used to be obsessed with uh, old Japanese Godzilla movies. That was my only, like, <laughs> that was that was my only exposure to foreign culture. Was like English dubbed Godzilla movies where the lips didn't match up and they would <laughs> they would be saying these stupid ass words and it'd be a giant a guy in a giant rubber suit just like stomping around Lego Town and. It was it was it's, so cheesy but so great at the same time. And I remember the very last DVD, I mean the very last VHS I ever bought, spent my own allowance money on it, was Godzilla vs. King Kong. Wow. I hate that fucking movie so much. <laughs> but it was it's still a great memory, you know? And fast forward many years later, it's it's gonna be coming out in like twenty twenty two probably. <laughs> Dude, that's the craziest thing to me, is that this like this niche, weird ass Japanese movie franchise now it's like its own blockbuster hit. I know, I know. I mean, Godzilla is actually a like legit thing now in the US. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, you know, one of the one of the I remember going to the movies seeing that Godzilla remake in like '99, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, I thought that was cool. I thought that was awesome. I mean, the graphics at the time were amazing. Now watch it, you'll fucking you'll you'll yeah. It's like oh Jesus, you'll have yeah. hem- you'll have hemorrhoids for a week. Like, it's like mm-hmm. oh my god. But um, no, yeah, Godzilla. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That that you know you can buy, and it's funny because they still if you go to malls, you can still buy Japanese like legit but it's dvds now but you can still buy all these like japanese films <laughs> they just converted them over from um, vhs to dvds oh, i'll be honest with you man i went i went later on i went back and like watched them in the original japanese with subtitles and everything and it's it's not any better i mean it's still a really really cheesy series but it's got its own kind of its own little appeal to it like its own little niche and especially some of the later ones like they, they had one where he goes up against this like giant mutated crab and there's like a survival <laughs> horror thing like the the japanese military go into this warehouse and there's like thousands of little mutated crabs that fuck them up and kill everybody like it's 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 pretty amazing and i i do hope that 
the new series, you know, when it starts coming out and they come out with all these sequels and like Marvel events and stuff like that, they remember the cheesy garbage shit that made it such an amazing series. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. But we're, I why why you were talking about cheesy stuff. I actually remember now. I think I remember the first DVD I bought. Let's hear it. It's actually a horror movie. Which explains, ah, explains yes. a lot. because That's no surprise. Yeah. Yeah, that's no surprise. Well, once you hear it, you're going to laugh your ass off. Okay. So Bring it. I, I'm sure we'll talk about it on a later podcast about horror movies. But, you know, I loved horror movies growing up as a child, as a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. And when I got some extra money, the uh, Kmart down the street from my house, before it was closing, they were, like, having a blowout sale on DVDs. And, you know, by this time, I know I understand DVDs. My family has DVDs. We, we know what DVDs are. And, you know, it's not a big deal. But I, there was a movie that I saw when I was a child. I never remember the name of it. And then I walked by this bin, and I saw it laying on the very top. And I bought that shit for $5. You ready? You ready. ready. Are you ready for this? I don't uh, think I'll ever be ready, but go for it. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Uh, you know, oh, Rob. Yeah. So, which? All right. Spoiler alert: Attack the Kill Tomatoes is the dumbest movie. One of the dumbest movies, horror movies. You'll if you classify it as a horror movie, it's kind of like a comedy horror movie. But mm-hmm. it's literally about these tomatoes come alive and they start killing people. And these are big ass tomatoes, not little tomatoes. There is little tomatoes, but it's big well, ass beef tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. And the only way to kill them is to sing to them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Well, you have to play like some kind of opera and things like that. It's like, yeah. So anyway, long story short, they made uh, three movies out of it. So obviously it did well. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was my um my first DVD. We won't get into the, the horror movie. Um, We'll, we'll leave that goodies. No, we'll, we'll table yeah, that. We'll leave yeah. that for another day. Because I got another one, too, called Killer Clowns from Outer Space, one of the best movies out ever. So we'll, we'll talk about those later in life. Um, <laughs> so once, like, what's... You know, the, the jump from VHS to DVD was such a massive leap forward for technology... Do you think it, like, what's, besides picture quality, the main advantage of going from DVD to Blu-ray, do you think? Uh, Space. So, like, if you think about it, so when CDs came out, like music CDs, Mm -hmm. you know, a cassette, you could only have maybe four songs on one side of the cassette, and then, you know, all right, go back, go back music-wise. So, a... A forty-five disc, you know, a um, an album, an actual like record. You can mm-hmm. only have maybe one or two songs on both records, maybe or on one side, and then two or three songs on the other side. Then you get cassette and a track. You can only have one or two songs, on, you know, same things like that. So via so with the DVD and the CDs when they first came out, when the DVDs came out, you can have a a two VHS movie, but you can put it on one DVD. And then I think the other benefit of the DVD was if you ever wanted to see bonus, bonus features, Mm -hmm. um, they would, uh, back in the day, instead of now that it's just on one disc, normally they just add it. But back in the day, it was, it did come with two discs. So you would have the movie, the, the, it's called the theatrical 
movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then it was like special features. There yeah. was a separate disc. And it just had interviews with like that. So it got you more personal with the actors and things like that. And I think that the DVDs used to um, – the fact that you can – I mean you could pause VHSs. You can rewind VHSs. But you can't really skip scenes in VHSs. You would have to fast forward and see everything that's happened. Or like, oh, man, I went to the bathroom and two scenes ago someone got murdered. But on a DVD, you can just go to the menu and go back two scenes in this, you know, bam. So mm-hmm. it gave the users, the consumers, more power to control what they're watching. And I think those, those are the key things, for me at least, that probably killed VHS. And like in the size. The size are easier. I mean, you could put – I can line up like 20 DVDs next to each other. And, take and up it, they'll half. still be about as thin as one VHS. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so it's just, it's just one of. The, I mean, to me, that's what I think. I mean, do you disagree? The, what do you think? No, I don't. I don't disagree. That's the that's the whole thing. Uh, I'm kind of going for is that like DVD versus VHS. It was this massive leap forward. Like there was so many different features and stuff that weren't available on a VHS, weren't possible on one, and now they're possible on a DVD. But to be honest with you, besides like the higher resolution and everything on a Blu-ray. There's not that big a difference. Like same size, same like convenience and everything. If anything, it's less convenient because you had to find a something that would play a Blu-ray. You know, there were so many different DVDs that kind of had to be like thrown aside because they weren't huge on uh, on Blu-rays, and that's what gave the PS3 like the big jump over the Xbox 360. It had a Blu-ray player in it. And well, if you get in, if we so when I worked at when I worked at Blockbuster. Blu-ray and HD were the two competitions. So people don't remember that. So DVDs have been out for a couple years by now. And they wanted to have higher quality film because they were higher quality stuff on TV. And TVs were coming out. Plasmas were coming out. LCDs were coming out. So they're like, well, we need in, in the video games, we need something with higher quality. So they came out. They invented something called HD DVD. And mm-hmm. then they made, and then a competition made Blu-ray DVD. So there's this big thing, like because at Blockbuster we had two sides. It was like one was Blu-ray, one was the HD thing. The reason why people, if you're listening, the reason why you don't hear about HD DVDs anymore is because they don't exist anymore. They're everything's Blu-ray. Now, with that said, you know why? And I actually, I actually learned this through Blockbuster because we had a meeting, and the own well, the president, the C. The CFO of Blockbuster had a meeting with his store managers, and we were all on this conference call, and he says, and I quote, you know, I can say this now because the company's not in uh, business. He right. said, whoever puts porn on their, their thing first will win, which means if HD DVDs would make porns in HD, mm-hmm. they would have won, but Blu-ray made porn on Blu-rays. I mean, they made porn, they filmed it, and they put it on Blu-rays before they did HD, and that's what helped. The porn industry drove Blu-ray. I can see that. And, it makes sense. And yes, for the people who are listening, Google that fact, because it's 100% true. <laughs> just for that. I mean, DVDs obviously did their own yeah. thing, but yeah, just for the Blu-rays. But um, yeah, I mean, so that's that's what he said to us, and I thought at the time I thought that was hilarious, but... Eventually, HDs just started going away, going away. Yeah, I guess I guess it ended up uh, ended up working out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays when you consider something higher quality, you think Blu-ray. You know, you don't 
you don't even really think DVD of being like comparable at all. Yeah. It's that brand recognition more so than anything else. It's a lot like, you know, saying that you Google something. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's not I'm gonna search for it and I'm gonna bang it or I'm gonna, you know, duck duck go it or anything like that. It's I'm gonna Google it. It's kinda it goes back to Kleenex is a brand. Or no no, what is it? Um Oh, you have any Kleenex? It's a brand, but they associate tissue paper with Kleenex. Right. Or, or like, you know, it's just that – I agree with you 100%. Oh, I'm going to Google Google something. Even if you use Safari and you're not Googling anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to say I'm going to Safari this or, yeah, or let's go on Safari or yeah. you know, something stupid and like that. So, but, someone will look at you like, uh, we're in uh, North – We're in 2018, sir. Yeah. 2019. I don't know what year you live in. Um, I think I'm still in 2018. I think I'm trapped there. Well, send help. <laughs> it's crazy. So I think, and all right. So if you, you know, we looked at VHSs, we looked at DVD, and I'm not going to get too much farther in the future because that'll be the next episode. But if you go right. back um, and look at the types of film in like movie theaters, so I don't, I've never really, I don't know too much about it. So if I am wrong, I do apologize. But like, obviously, the editing aspect got better with DVDs and VHS because imagine if you're filming something and the editors, you know, instead of using computers and things like that, they would, you would film it. It would be filmed on like eight millimeter um, mm-hmm. or whatever that little film strip is. They would cut it out. They would have to, they would have someone with like a magnifying glass looking through it, cut it out, paste it, another scene right there. Like it's just, it was so time consuming. So when VHS first came, that I think that really drove it too because like okay we we can record right to a VHS and then pop the VHS right into a computer or any kind of editing software and you mm-hmm. can edit it. So with VHS and DVDs, it just made edit movies coming out faster and made them you know higher quality for yeah, sure like definitely higher, higher resolution and everything. Yeah, and distri- and then it all goes back to the beginning of why we started this the distribution. So imagine, you know, you film a movie, you can easily burn it on a DVD and mm-hmm. and make like 20 copies in like a matter of, a, uh, I don't know, four hours. And then, mm-hmm. but a VHS, you got to go out and, you know, these VHS are so bulky. And you're going to hand out VHSs to people? Yeah, it's, it's a lot like we were talking about earlier, like the, the size difference. You can oh, fit yeah. so many more DVDs on like a truck or a plane yeah. or whatever when you're when you're distributing it en masse than you can on a uh, on a VHS. And I've noticed that even one of the main differences with DVD and Blu-ray. I mean, Blu-ray cases are even thinner than DVD used to be. Oh no, I'm glad though they're smaller. I'm glad they made them yeah. like yeah, they made them like video game size. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's nice, you know, there's not as much extra bullshit, you know, they quit putting like those little manuals and stuff in there that no one ever reads. Mm-hmm. It's just the thing that I came for. You know, I remember, uh, I do remember something that I liked about VHS that DVDs never did. I think it's because they want cheaper. It's kind of like cell phones. They, they, everyone says, oh, well, cell phones in the 90s and early 2000s are so much better than the ones now. They have longer battery and they last longer. Well... The demand for cell phones were lower, so they can actually put quality shit in it. But now the demands for cell phones are so high that they have to turn and burn them. You know, like bam, bam, let's get them out. Same thing with the with VHS. I I bought um the Indian in the cupboard, VHS, mm-hmm. and then it came with a little Indian, and then Free Willy. 
you buy Free Willy VHS, it came with gifts. Like, it was like a toy thing. It came with toys. But DVDs, they were just turning and burning them. And then, no, they didn't come with stuff. And, you know, like a collector addiction, things like that. And as a kid, you know, that's what made me like the VHS a little bit more during that transition period. But eventually, it just kind of just kind of ended. Well, it, it depends. I, I You could honestly argue that the like the physical stuff that came with VHS was kind of replaced by the digital special features and stuff on a DVD. That's true, but as a child, it's, though, I know it's not the same for a kid, you know. Yeah, but you want digital. You want as a child, you want um, what you want tangible items. You don't want no. Yeah, I don't want to spend. Yeah, that. I can. I can just see six year old you saying, "Oh, yay, the DVD commentary, <laughs> the director's commentary." My um, so my first Blu-ray. I remember I told you my DVD. My first Blu-ray. I remember when it first came out. Um, mm -hmm. my grandparents got a Blu-ray player. Our first Blu-ray, I think, was Shrek. I want to say Shrek. Really? Yes. Huh. And the crazy thing is, Shrek was out, but they just reintroduced it again. It made it Blu-ray. Like it came out as a DVD, and it was great. But then they they um, it came out again as Blu-ray, and Nope, that is a complete lie. That wasn't it. It wasn't Shrek. I remember now what it is. PlayStation Three came out, and I bought PlayStation Three, and it was it was Talligated Nights, Ricky Bobby. Damn. And then we got um, the Shrek on Blu-ray. But that was well when you bought the PlayStation Three for nine hundred dollars. By the way, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it came with the Blu-ray DVD. And then that's that was the first movie I saw on Blu-ray was uh, Talladega Nights. And to me, it wasn't anything different because I didn't have a Blu-ray TV or an HD TV or uh, a 1080p. I think I had like a 720. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, makes sense. Um, you you died. What was you died? What in was my Far Cry right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you guys kicking my ass. Um, yeah, what was my first Blu-ray? I honestly don't remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But I, I, I have started kind of trying to collect the Blu-rays of the films that I love the most, like uh -huh. starting a collection. And I wonder if I'm honestly wasting my time. Because, you know, VHS, that shit lasted for a while, and then DVD lasted for a good little bit, and then it was replaced by Blu-ray like that. And I'm wondering if by the time I get this collection, you know, will <laughs> that be obsolete as well? Because well, like now they're doing, what, like 4K? Yeah. Is the new thing? Yeah, I mean, DVDs are still around. Um, I know we're more in the future, and there's other things which we're about to talk about. But, yeah, DVDs, Blu-rays, There's well, only Blu-ray. That's what a DVD is. And once someone says you got the DVD, it's just Blu-ray. There is no... Hmm? I, no, I take that back. When I go to Redbox, they have either Blu-ray or the regular standard DVD. They do still have this. But hmm? I agree with you. I mean, it might... um. It might be obsolete. I mean, you just gotta think. I mean, that's his time. So, I mean, my father still has eight tracks, and he he swears by them. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, I'll still have my Blu-ray players and stuff like that. Like, I still have the same PS3 that I got, you know, when I was a little kid. I actually just hooked up the Xbox 360 I had. I got for I think it was my 13th or 14th birthday. Yeah. Hooked it up to the TV the other day. Still works. Still playing Halo. Um. So it'll be around for a little while, and I like, I do like financially supporting like the filmmakers that make the movies that I like. There's a lot of kind of 
you know, hipster indie movies that I enjoy that don't really get that wide of a release. Yeah. Like, uh, what what the fuck is that one? Uh, Wind River, I think. That's a pretty good one. Um, Sounds very uh, indie. Yeah, well, you know, Jeremy Renner and everything. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not that indie, but it didn't get a whole lot of love. It's a great movie. Um, well, God, where to where to go from here? That's the thing. I mean, we we're pretty much caught up through Blu-ray. Well, I would say this. So, one of the things um, I know I can I talk a lot about DVDs and Blu-rays with with Blockbuster because that's was ninety nine percent of the business. I mean, so mm-hmm. we had some food and that was about it. But one of the things, um. So once the Netflix came out, but they came out and you would go onto their website and you would pick like two or three movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, mm-hmm. and they would mail them to your house. And then once you would – you can hold on to them forever. That was their whole niche. There were no late fees. You can hold on to the DVD forever. And then you just mail it back in and then we would uh, – we, you know, yeah. we would send you another one. Now – it's, it sounds like a, it sounds foreign now after everything's going on, but I no, honestly, I remember that. I remember uh, Netflix used to be able to order DVDs like that. Mm-hmm. Now, and actually, what? I I was about to say actually, I had the sequel for The Sandlot. That was one of the first things we got on Netflix, <laughs> and we lost it. That's the thing. I have no clue where the hell it is to this day. It's probably still, you know, in the old childhood house somewhere, <laughs> under a couch or something. And uh, well, with the with the mailing thing, I mean, they weren't doing well. So Netflix was not doing well. Um, it sound it sounded promising because at the time there was the you know HBO was around, cable was really starting to really pick up. There was no there was no on demand. So mailing any DVDs that you ever wanted from uh, you know and getting them, it sounded very mm-hmm. enticing. But the problem is people were hold on to them and they would charge them, but people would just give them false credit card information and things like that. So Netflix as a company started collapsing and I think they reached out to Blockbuster for them to buy them. And Blockbuster said, no, your business is going to go nowhere. And that's where I'm going to say that's a segue into the next episode. <laughs> oh, the future, huh? Yeah. So we're going to end this one. Be sure to check out the next episode. Where we, we get into the real juicy stuff. The stuff that's going on today. So.